This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 88 of Realty Talk. Um, it's usually with Ellie and Galen, but today we're, we're throwing a curveball. We're doing this kind of midday. I have two different guests. Um, our theme today is going to be kind of looking at three different perspectives of real estate. So myself have been in for over a decade. We have Hannah, who's been in for two years. Okay. Well, a year and a, a little bit. Yep. And Isaac, uh, I've only been in for three months. <laughs> okay. So, so... There, so we got kind of brand new, a couple years in, and then someone that's been in for a long time. So, um, so what I want to kind of go in is going through different perspectives of real estate. What was your expectations and where you are now, and then what your journey has been thus far. So you want to start from beginning to end because you obviously don't have as much to remember as probably Hannah because mm-hmm. we got to go back in the cobwebs a little bit. So um, Isaac, kind of tell us who you are and then why you want to get into real estate. What's your journey like in real estate? What are you doing now? And like aspirations for real estate. Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to uh, do real estate back in Florida, where I'm originally from. So when I moved up to here to the North Country, I was like, I'm gonna get into real estate, and it was the perfect opportunity during the pandemic, and got furloughed from my old job. So I was like, let me just start my real estate journey and that's where i met you and uh, we started off there and now three months in you know i'm doing showings and um you know starting to work with like potential buyers and whatnot so it's pretty exciting and i'm hoping that in a year or two um i can be like one of the top agents here there we go and uh how long have you been wanted to get in real estate Offer uh, since I own my first house, so I'll probably say four years. Okay, I've been wanting to get into this uh, career, and then pandemic just was like, hey, be- best time. You're also, I think, you might have the record for fastest course taking, which was what two weeks, if that. <laughs> two weeks. It's seventy five hours in two weeks. That's a lot of like January third. I started and I did my first test um, January twenty third. But there was like some a couple like there was some lag time between the finish of the course and the test too, yes, like yeah. scheduling. So you you uh, you crammed it in very 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 fast. Um, so right now, what's your favorite part about real estate? Right now, I have to say, it's been my showings, meeting with people, and actually talking to humans. <laughs> Again, I know it's kind of weird. Right? <laughs> I think we take it for granted, but like actually, you know, seeing people face to face has been. Yeah, it's cool. Like I said, and showings is where everybody starts and it's kind of like you get to know people and get to learn people and get to learn the area. And um, I think one of the things you told me having been from or down near Orlando or you said, hey, I want to get into real estate. And I was like, okay, have you driven around? Like, have you, because it's different. It's different than Orlando. And some people I find get into real estate and have this thought in their head of what it is. And then, uh, which it can be that, but a lot of times what you see on TV and what's glorified is like these big city high, like movers and shakers, which... Yes, but they're in a big city and they're top in their big city. So like even if you might be top in our little city or little area, it's a way different experience. So but you're like, yeah, I've been driving around, kinda of checking it out, and I'm like, you like it? You're like, I love it. So I'm like, okay, perfect. This guy's this guy's gonna be good. So um Hannah. Yes. We you've been on the guest, you've been a guest on the podcast. People people know you, real estate Hannah. So <laughs> um kind of give us your background. Um why, when did you want to get into real estate? How you got into real estate and your whole journey and expectations and good, bad? Because you have a couple years now where you've been able to see different sides of transactions and you've seen 
really, really good things, really, really bad things. So how is it all kind of gelled in? Um, okay. So starting from the beginning, well, basically I just uh, got into real estate one because it's like a super flexible job. And I talked a lot with you and you told me that like, you know, you can work super hard at it and, um, there's no limit on anything. Um, just pretty much the harder you work, the more it rewards you. Also, it's a super rewarding job. Um, and then, so I, I took a little bit longer to do my course cause I was in college. So it took me probably about eight months to finish my course and get licensed. So I got licensed in September of 2019. And then, um, I started like selling, uh, or like, you know, in, uh, uh, January of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. And so I had like a few months of normalcy and then I, and then now it's my going on my second year. Um, that was your first that's when you started? Last year. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you were around for a while before that. Yes. That's why it seems like... I've been around ago. since like 2017. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you've been almost three years now. Yep. So how was the first year? Because obviously, again, getting tossed oh. into COVID was different. Because I, I had to adjust too. It was just yeah. a totally different world that we were living in. So The first year was interesting, but I guess it was kind of um, okay that I experienced COVID when I did because um, I didn't know anything else. So everything was like, I was learning it for the first time anyways. And it, when COVID hit kind of started off super slow, but then when we got more towards the summer, like things started picking up a little bit better. But um, my favorite thing about real estate is definitely meeting people and the flexible hours and, um, and, so what, what has been your expectation level getting into now being two years into mm. it? Is it lived up to your expectation? Is it, um, is it a letdown? Is it something you're like, you know what, I, I, I really like this. I want to work at it. I definitely thought that, um, I don't know, what my expectations is a little bit different than my reality. Like, I just had a little bit different expectation of what it would be like really working with like the public mm -hmm. or I guess like it's good and it has its downsides in its own way. Like... Um, I really like educating people like on the process of real estate to as much as I've already to my knowledge. Um, so I like that part. Like I like teaching people about it. And um, I like uh, like when people are really open to like learn about how it works and everything like that. And I like when people are like super trusting in me and they take chances on, uh, on me considering my age and everything else. Um, but expectation wise... I thought that, I don't know, maybe my expectations did match my reality. I mean, did you think it was going to be hard? Do you think that um, you I think know, it, was sales going to be easier or harder? Or do you find that you would have, um, you think you should be farther ahead or you think you're actually farther ahead than you expected to be in a couple of years? Because again, this is, I guess, year two of yeah. actual. I thought it was going to be easier, to be honest. Like, I definitely thought it was going to be easier. I didn't think that like. I just, I don't know. I definitely thought it was going to be easier than what it is. Like the, like keeping in constant communication with a lot of people or trying to gain like, um, awareness, like in your community about yourself and about like where you work is kind of difficult, but you definitely have to put yourself out there a lot of the time. Um, I thought that, uh, sales were going to be easier than they are, but also I think I'm impressed by how far I've come even though a lot of the time when I'm just like 
thinking to myself that I haven't done anything, when I like really reflect, I am impressed by myself. <laughs> yeah, I think I think coming into real estate. So my this is what this is my eleventh year. So I'm going to kind of talk about my thoughts when I was about your age starting out. And Isaac, I mean, age wise is different, but same same time frame of, of real estate. I got in purely from, this was 2010, I took my course in college, so I took it uh, fall semester of 2010, uh, between classes, in classes, probably shouldn't have done that, but it was in class, between class, everything else, in the morning, at night, I was just jamming this in whenever I could. Um, and I had a busy schedule, I was coaching soccer, I was I had like over whatever the normal course load was, I think I had like 18 or, it goes by five credits, I don't know, 18 or 21 credits, I had something like that. Um, I had my internship during that time. So I, I just had a lot of stuff. So I was like really efficient that that uh, semester. Got my license purely for the time flexibility. Um, also for the fact that what I was working at at an hourly job, I didn't like the idea that I could go in from one to nine and I could work. I had to be there one to nine, but I really knew the amount of work I was actually doing was probably a third of that. A lot of it was downtime, waiting, waiting for client or customers to come to the window, everything else. My my thought was, why can't I just go in and work really hard for three hours and do the same amount of work in three hours and then have that out time back? And I was like, that just like that's what I want to do because I know I can work hard in the hours I have, but I don't want to just waste time like doing busy work just to make it look like I'm doing work. So I got into real estate with that mindset that I can put as much time as I want when I want and get rewarded for the time I was willing to put in. Um, that's why I did it. I also was a weird 20-year-old. In the sense, I knew I wanted to have a family and kids at some point, and I knew that this would give me the flexibility. So when they were born, that I would have time to go to their events and I would have time to spend with them, and I wouldn't be just running around like a crazy person, just taking all the phone calls and going to every appointment and everything. And that's um, and that was something I actually thought about when I first got into real estate because I might grew up. My dad was in real estate, and I could see that he got in a position where he could go to all my stuff and didn't miss anything and he had a flexible schedule. And like if we had a field trip, he didn't have to ask anybody. He was like, yep, I'm game. Let me just put in my calendar. Um, that's my day. Um, like tomorrow, tomorrow's my daughter's birthday. I have my calendar is completely empty. I'm, I plan on not turning my phone on and just like doing, you know, the bare minimum tomorrow because I want to spend time with, with her and my family. So um, that's kind of some stuff that was the reason why I got into real estate um, was real estate hard for me when I first got in? Yes. I sold three homes my first year. I'll be honest. I kind of know what homes they were. Don't remember what I was doing. I mean, a lot of help from the people in the office, you know, it's just kind of like, tell me what to do. Cause I don't know. I remember going through my first walkthrough scared to death. I had no clue what to do at a walkthrough. I didn't even know what a walkthrough was. My dad was like, yeah, so when are you doing the walkthrough? I was like, what, what's a walkthrough? I swear to God, that was a true conversation. And, uh, and a walkthrough for people who don't know. It's kind of like before you buy it, you finalize and sign papers at closing. You get one more chance to kind of go through back through the house. and Because typically at that point, you haven't seen the home since you probably initially looked at it or since maybe the inspection. Um, just to make sure they didn't like take any, the sellers didn't remove anything that was supposed to be left or they damaged the house. It's kind of your last glance to say that, yes, this is what we intended on purchasing. And we're signing off that we will go to closing and sign off on it. So I didn't know about that. Um, expectation levels was good. I made the same amount of money that year as I did the year prior, serving ice cream all summer long, about 40 hours a week. And I worked probably, realistically, when I say like how much did I work, five hours a week. I mean, really working. Like you could think you're working, but if you're just sitting there like with a computer open, you're not really like good work, you know? So um, I didn't put a lot of effort in. I was the kind of person that would sit at like what we used to call floor time, which is where you sit in the office. And if clients walked in or called your office and you picked up, 
because they're like landlines or calling offices and stuff, then you got that client as a lead. So I would sit there, I'd go through my top producer, which still use today, and I'd have like one to three people on there, take me all of 10 minutes to go through it, and then I would sit there and do the crossword and wait for someone to walk in or for someone to um, you know, like call us up and say, I wanna buy something. And that was, so when I talk about real estate, I didn't put a lot of effort into it. My expectation level was very minimal. In the last 10 years, my goal, my 10-year goal was to be the number one agent on our on our um, local region board or whatever. Um, so at the time, there was say 140, 150 agents. I thought, how am I? Be- how? What do I have to do to make sure I'm the number one agent? How do I leapfrog 140 to 50 other people and become number one? I wanted to do that. That was a goal when I first started real estate, just because I can see what people do production-wise. I'm like, oh, well, it's a, to me, it's a leaderboard. I played sports my whole life. Like, I'm just going to look at it as a leaderboard. I want to climb my way up the leaderboard. And not not to like prove anything to those people, but to prove to myself that I could reach a goal and be the top person at real estate. So that forced me, not in the first year, I'd say it took me a couple years to really get traction, but then to become someone that went out and actively and proactively generated business for myself and proactively met people and proactively put my name out there and proactively came up with content to put out and, and provide value for people. That stuff I did because as agents, like when you start off, like if I'm like, hey, okay, what open up your top producer. I have like 20 things I have to do today and they're all 20 conversations I have to have with people plus action items after. So it's not just like checking in. You guys might look at it and say, I got three people today, okay? Mine, I know, is going to take me probably three to four hours to work through that whole thing. You guys might take a couple minutes to work through your whole database. So then it's like, well, how do I fill up the rest of my day to then make a difference and move the needle forward in real estate versus what I used to do, which was sit there, read a crossword, and wait for people to come to me. That's not a good thing when you're waiting for people to come to somebody they have no clue who you are. It's not like I had a name recognition. It wasn't like it wasn't like Galen Trombley in 2021 was sitting there at a desk in 2011. It was mm-hmm. no name, never heard of this guy, you know. Oh, are you an agent? You look like you're like, you know, someone that's just here like cleaning the office. I was just a kid. I was like, I look like I was in high school. Um, so that took some practice to get better. But that's like, that's been my journey kind of in a very quick nutshell. But coming in, I didn't really have a good game plan. I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't have the steps to get there. And my, I didn't put the effort in. I think a lot of agents, Hannah, when you said it's a tough industry to get in or it's, it's been more difficult than you think. That's why any agent that comes in, I pretty much read them the riot act. Like, this is tough. This is not an easy industry. I will try my best to make sure you succeed, but you have to put in the legwork or you will not succeed because this industry will chew you up and spit you out. Not in a bad way, not like people are mean. Uh, they can be, but it's more the idea that you just won't get clients and you won't be able to pay bills. Like, that's that's life. Like, that's the mean part of life that will, you know, if you can't, you know, bring in a revenue, then you're, you have no chance, you know, and that's that's what I'm trying to really focus on new agents coming in is setting that expectation up front. So in a year from now, they're not like, well, you said it would be easy. And I'd be like this really high producing agent. I'm like, well, yeah, in five, you know, in three to five years, if you work your tail off. Mm-hmm. And when I say, well, I did it. I mean, I worked my tail off for six. I still am like six years. I would say right now, seven years I've working all the time to try to get to this level. And that's one of the things if you're trying to be at that upper echelon, what's the input you're willing to get for the output? And if your input doesn't match what you want for your output, then change your output, like change your expectation level. And that's, I think a lot of agents get in saying, I want to be the top agent. I'm like, okay, like prove it then. Like, let me see you walk the walk every day, every hour for years. 
And the thing is, I think, Hannah, you're doing a fantastic job. It might seem like you're not, but you're starting year two. Mm-hmm. Like you right now versus me, if we had like a tracker in our career, you know, when the, like the bar graphs go up over the years, like I have 10 years filled in my first year and whatever months, you know, year and a half, you're way ahead of where I am. Like mm-hmm. not even, it's not even close. Like I'm, I'm going right along that bottom and you're already starting to build up. Like that's why it seems like it's in, insignificant. But if you were to really look back and say, where was I when I first walked through the doors back when we were in the old office and you're this little kid walking in saying, Hey, I met this crazy guy at blueberry picking and I want to be, want to be an agent to where you are now. It's night and day, even though you yeah. may not think it, you're a totally different person. You're so far ahead of where you were then. You're I mean, compared to me, I, I, if I was your age, I'd be, em- or if I was Gail in 2011, I'd be envious of Hannah 2021 <laughs> because you're, you're that far ahead of me. And Isaac, I'm very impressed with you so far because you are learning stuff quick. You're a sponge. I tell you something, you do it. Nick tells you something, you do it. You're asking questions. You're, you know, you're putting yourself out there. You're, you're obviously helping me out a lot with, um, with buyers, but that that's going to give you the knowledge and it's, and it's excelling you where if you have no clients, like, well, I haven't had a showing all week. Well, now I'm giving you seven showings a week, go out and learn it. Um, and that's really kind of thrusting you into an industry. Um, and this is not a good industry for buyers right now. So, I mean, there's not a lot of inventory. So whatever buyers we're showing, there's probably triple that that are sitting on the sidelines. Like we just don't even have a house to go look at. And that's a, that's why like right now I'm, I am very sympathetic to buyers, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's kind of where I guess three different opinions, but um, so what's your some expectation levels and kind of going around quick, putting you guys on the spot, Isaac? What's your what's like a couple goals or a goal that you want to accomplish this year? Like the one year goal you want to work towards? Because now we're looking at about six months left in the year. Um, I would like to do at least from starting from June to December. At least I want to you know uh, lock in at least two deals each month. Okay. I know that's very aggressive, but I think that um, if, like you said, you put the work into it, mm-hmm. that it can be achieved. So um, I have high, I don't have high expectations. I came here with, I know it's gonna be hard. I know, especially cause I'm from, not from this area. Mm-hmm. So I already gave myself already, you know, it's gonna be hard. So I, I'm already in that. So it's easier for me to accept that you know little by little i'm gonna grow so i so that's my goal between eight to 12 deals by december 31st of 2021 yeah and i think it's something you shoot for and i think you can do it a lot of it is when you break down a big goal you got to break it down basically you know weekly and then every day and every hour and it's like you don't have to be a robot but you got to have a direction every day or every week um so for you it's like figuring out what can i do every single day to move myself forward and it might not be meeting with clients but the internet, and I know it sounds crazy, Google and YouTube, research, research, mm-hmm. research. I mean, research areas, research the history of the area, research roads, research buildings, research businesses, like re- like reach out to people, like it's, and try to make connections with people. Like that is what's gonna grow your sphere and grow your, your business more so than anything. But a lot of that is, it's not even real estate. It's just like human interaction because the relationships build your real estate funnel. And that's people do business with who they know, like, and trust. And you have to get to that level. Uh, Hannah, what's a goal? Um, a, a goal of mine. I mean, right now I'm exactly, I've sold. So in my first year I sold five homes and right now I'm at five, uh, deals done and it's May. So I'm super excited sold about or that. Sold pending? Uh, well I have two Close. pending. 
Um, so three closed, two pending. Yes, yeah, but I'm good. I'm pretty much in the same spot as I finished my first year with. So I'm. And you're in May. Yeah, I'm happy to like yeah. reflect on that, and also like, um, uh, so a goal of mine would just be to continue to work hard. One thing I learned about real estate is that you can't force anything, but also every new day that happens, you don't know what's going to happen that day, mm-hmm. and like you could feel be feeling down in the dumps. Um, and then tomorrow you meet somebody that is like super excited and they are super interested in this house and just to like share an excitement with somebody really helps. So I would say my goal is to just continue to take it one day at a time and um, try to help as many people as I can. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think um, like you said before, you don't know what the day is going to bring, but real estate, it's an ebb and flow business. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say out of every single year, and this has happened every single time, ne- never has it not happened. Anytime you feel like in a rut, now when you're starting out, that rut could be one or two months of like, man, I haven't really had much generated in one or two months. But guess what? All of a sudden you hit a spike and it goes right back up and it always balances you out. I think there's just like a, you know, a, a yin and yang or whatever of real estate where it's like, if you're going to have some, some lulls, you're going to have some valleys, you're going to hit peaks and the peaks are going to make up for it. And mm-hmm. you might think like, I'm done. I quit. This is this is not fun. This is, you know, I'm not putting all this work in. It's not paying off. And then all of a sudden it's like, give it another month or two. And all of a sudden, do, 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 you have deals. And even right now I had a, I had a stretch the other, um, last month I think it was. And I, I had a lull. Now the lulls aren't two months now. They're small. They're much shorter, but I can tell when there's a lull in my business. That could be a week without putting a deal under. It's like, God, that, like what happened? You know, I went to eight days without putting a deal under. And that kind of thing right there is like, man, what is wrong? But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there goes three or four in a matter of days. And it's like, okay, now we're back to that balancing point. So I think people that are in real estate have to realize that you are always going to have ups and downs. But if you just keep working at it, those those down moments are going to be less and less in between. And they're going to go faster into those peaks. But you're always going to have lulls. It's just going to be more relative to where you are success-wise. So it's kind of don't get down on yourself. Just keep putting in the work knowing if you're do if you're truly doing this stuff every day, you'll hit your goals. Um, so my goal, year 11, my biggest goal right now is trying to find um, time, balance um, to get everything done. And I've really looked at my business as – Galen, not Galen the agent, but Galen like business owner running a business. Like I have to, t- I have to graduate and I have to get to the next level in order to buy, to provide, to grow and provide our company more value. And that is me providing like you guys value. You guys get no value if I'm working in the business all day long because I'm working on stuff. I have to try to find and leverage myself out of those positions so then I can work on projects that are then going to come back and, and back into the company. That has been the biggest hurdle for me is one finding the time and two slowly transitioning out of things in order to provide myself time knowing i have extra parameters in my life like children and um you know and work and 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 obviously trying to find some type of you know time downtime where i'm not completely burning myself out trying to find all that in my week and schedule has been tough just because like as you get going you have more opportunity and more you know more people reach out which is what you work towards but at a certain point you have to take a step back reevaluate everything, delegate some stuff, which is why like Isaac's been getting a lot of clients. I just, I, I'm having a hard time staying in contact with purely, and I don't want to lose that. I want to make sure they're still getting service, but it's not, it may not be directly from me. It's indirectly from me through you, but we're able to, 
I can then work on bigger projects, but I can still have a hand in helping people. And that's something I'm really trying to figure out. I have not figured it out. It's been a tough month to two months, but I've been, that's a big focus of mine is like taking the next step to provide or being able to grow this company to make it what I really want long-term, which hopefully that I'd say, hopefully I know that will benefit everybody within the company. I just now have to take that step, that next step and graduate. And that's been a lot of it is just like internal struggles and internal conflicts I'm trying to get over too. But it's again, we're always growing. It's just, we're growing at different levels and at different speeds. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's three different real estate perspectives, all same company, all the same area. And you kind of see how the industry evolves and, and agents evolve over time. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I'm excited. I, both of you guys are doing great. Like I said, Hannah, you are doing fantastic, even though some days you might not think that. Um, and Isaac, obviously, for being, what, a few months in right now, I think you're doing really good and you're being super proactive. And, you know, um, I've had nothing but positive feedback from anybody that's ever met with you. And they're actually going out of their way to say, yeah, Isaac's a really nice guy. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, he's a cool dude. So, um, so that's good. So keep doing that. Uh, we typically end each podcast with either an office quote, fun fact of the day, or some like, some nugget of knowledge that you can drop on people. So do we have anything that would be knowledgeable or a fun fact that you could share? doesn't be about yourself, could be about anything in the world, but something you're like, ah, this, this is actually something I heard the other day that th- that was interesting. Therefore, I want to share it with you guys. Okay, I got one. A fun fact, I was watching Life in Color on Netflix. Uh, it's a documentary about animals and about like predators and prey. And so a tiger is orange in the wild and they have black stripes as everyone mostly knows they're orange and black but anyways so they go after deer in the wild and deer can't see orange they can only see green so when a deer is they can't only see green but they see green they have like uh Colorblindness. Colorblind. And yep. so when a... Shout out to the deers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the deers out there. I feel you. So when a tiger is like kind of hiding and coming up on their prey, um, the deer can't see them at all. All they see is like these like black stripes because the green camouflages in with all the trees and the brush. And then um, they'll, they'll slowly start to see like the tiger come closer to them. But that gives them like a little bit of time to like hide and get even closer to the deer so yes that is why tigers are orange they camouflage and they're able to get deer that way mm-hmm. it's impressive thank you that's actually a great knowledge bomb yeah right there. watch life in color isaac any knowledge bombs you can think of not right now any anything from the flight industry that you can think of that'd be a fun fact that people wouldn't be aware of hmm This is funny. Okay. <laughs> well, can we uh, preface this is that you, you, your like last decade has been a flight attendant. Yeah. So okay. I've been a flight attendant for the last decade. And a fun fact is that a lot of people don't know how to open the bathroom door on an aircraft. What's the key? Isn't it a turn? You turn it right or left? It's so at least on my airline, you push the door. Oh, so there's no like handle. So, but there's a handle here, but it's a handle for like cigarettes. So they pull out the cigarette thing, <laughs> and they're like, I can't get in. And I'm like, well, you just have to push. Wait, why, why, wait, wait, why cigarettes? Well, just be, just in case, um, if someone does smoke on the aircraft, that we have to have like cigarette little boxes on the, on the aircraft so we can put it out safely. Gotcha. Because it can't go down the toilet 
because then the plane will. Oh, so this is just for emergency. This is not like people can go in the bathroom and smoke up in the bathroom. No, no, okay, no, I was like, no, yeah, that's. So I've yeah, never so, heard that. So, that's a more of a knowledge so, bomb. So people um, take it out, and then they confuse that with the handle. And I'm like, no, you just there's a placard that says push. Mm-hmm. And just push. It's tough. Four letter word, man. It's tough. <laughs> It's tough to read. I've been guilty of that too. You just kind of go in and bust your way through. Um, yeah, no, that's 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 good. That's good. Um, let me see. Fun fact of the day. Um, or quote. Or quote. Office quote. Oh, office quote. I know. I was. I try to watch a bunch, and it's it depends on what episode I've seen, how recently I've seen it, because my memory is really bad. So I was watching one yesterday. And I think it was starting back to the very beginning and we're actually watching the super fans on peacock because it's like all the additional stuff um but of course i had kids screaming so i didn't actually hear anything i just saw some lines I'm like, i know this is a new part of the scene that i've never or part of the episode that i've never seen but i couldn't hear it um fun fact hmm let me see fun fact that i have learned i think i've learned a bunch i just can't think you know what I think yours, yours, yours too. Does that sound right? Yours Both too. Both of yours. Both of yours. Yours awesome. too is really North Country. <laughs> yours <Man>. too. <laughs> yours too. I just thought in my head, I'm like, as that's coming out, I'm like, that's not because if someone was to say that to me, I would make fun of them. So, you too. Or used Both to. Both of yours. You could say used to. Used to. Yeah. Used to is that's, the problem. That, that's country. Maybe fun fact is used to. I don't think it's considered proper English. No, that's both of your. Both of your quotes, yes. both of your fun facts were good fun facts. Yeah. Well, that's going to be my fun fact of the day. <laughs> Don't butcher the English language like <laughs> me or some of our neighbors tend to do. All right. That's episode 88 of Realty Talk with Hannah, Isaac, and Galen.